obedience to get you everywhere. It's 746. Thank you, church, for worshiping and praying. Pastor Moore's coming right now. We're going to give him time to, to preach. Have you been enjoying Pastor Moore's preaching and teaching? Hallelujah. <laughs> I know I do. Lord bless him in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be here tonight? Good to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight. Got your Bibles. Let's turn to Acts, the 12th chapter. Uh, I won't linger here. That way I have plenty of time to get you out of here. Amen. Not that we're in that big a hurry. But we want to continue on about the power of prayer that cannot be overrated. Amen. We ever, um, as we endeavor, hallelujah, to really experience this in a form and manner that I believe God wants us to through wonders and signs and miracles and other areas of our lives as we work on our fellowship with him. But Acts 12, 1 through 5, now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had perkinted him, and put him in prison, he delivered him to the four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was slept, kept in the prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. God, we ask you to help us here tonight. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that you're in this house to touch us, to minister unto us. We know there is a promise in the word where two or three have gathered your name that you are among us and in our midst to do some great and powerful things. We thank you already for the prayers that you have answered, the lives that you have ministered unto, the bodies that you've touched, the souls that you've touched. God, as you gird us up and strengthen us for the warfare and the battle that's with us even as we pray tonight, we know that you're going to help us. We know that you're going to anoint us and guide us. God, not just here tonight, but throughout the remainder of our lives. We give you the honor for it and the praise for it as you touch each heart and each soul in this place tonight with the power of your word and the power of your presence. All the glory and praise is lifted to you in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together with thanksgiving. Praise God, praise God, praise God. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Uh, I'm really not sure just how this is going to unfold. We'll see. Amen. We sure hope we want God to really touch us and help us here tonight to bring forth this in the manner, the way that he would like for us to. Amen. But as we look at this, we see there is an attack. Amen. It's been directed toward the church. Amen. And this Herod, the king here that we're reading about is actually the grip of the first. Amen. This grip of the first, I got it right. Amen. Is the grandson of, of, uh, of the... Uh, uh, Alexander, the, not Alexander the Great, but the uh, Herod the Great, a man's grandson. He follows a lot in the same footsteps of Herod the Great. His outcome and ending, you're going to see it in this particular chapter, and some things are going to unfold. But what I really want to focus on tonight is the power of prayer and then results of those prayers. A man. I almost preached and talked on the topic, a man, the pre service prayer and the importance of it. But after the message was sent out and things of that nature, I said, you know what? If y'all ain't got it but now, you're never going to get it. But now we'll come back and talk about it sometime. But I felt to do this. There's a lot of things being said about prayer, but I'm going to go back to it. You can listen to all the tapes. You can listen to all the music. You can get all the CDs. You can get all the books. But until you do it, you can read about it. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't going to get any easier. It's not going to get any lighter. 
We're not going to find an escape way or an exit door out of it. Hallelujah. I don't care how much we read, how much we talk about it, how much we dream about it. You finally got to just hook up in the, in the traces of it said, Hallelujah, I'm going to get up this morning and I'm going to pray. I'm going to get all of God. I'm going to listen to the preacher, but I'm not going to listen to him. I'm going to obey what he's telling me to do it. And I'm going to drag my flesh up to that mirror and say, Flesh, you fix it, get out of subjective. You've got to start praying, like it or not. I don't have to feel one ounce of God. I don't have to have one miracle. But out of obedience, I'm going to do it anyway. But if you do it out of obedience, guess what's going to start showing up? Guess what's going to start happening? Guess what's going to start happening in your life? Hallelujah. You can't underestimate the power that's in prayer. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, prayer moves kingdoms. Prayer moves authority that nothing else can move. Prayer also stops authority that nothing else can stop it. When the lawyer can't help you. When the doctor can't help you. When the judge can't do nothing about it. There's a God in the heavens that I the Lord of hosts that claims and owns the angelic host. And I'm here to tell you. Now notice folks. This is in the New Testament, not the Old Testament. This happened in the New Testament. So that tells me it's still available unto us tonight. I took Brother Phillips at his word. I'm looking for that angel. I get up every morning, I come here and I tell God I'm looking for the angel. I'm, I'm waiting on the visitation. I want to know what to do and how to do and when to do it. It's easy. Now, don't, don't take this wrong when I'm fixing to say I told some of them the other day, hey amen, it's easy for the evangelist to get up here, talk about the buildings and talk about all that and just leave. But they point at me and leave it all to me. Well, you do with what you want to. That's the same way you're talking about all these young men and everybody else. They point it back to me. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. We've got to have an angelic visitation. We've got to move from God, the powers of God. Hallelujah. Give us direction in this world. We need that field before we know what to build. We need the field before we know what direction to take. I'm not going to let the cart get out of the horse, regardless of what everybody else says. Be careful here. I remember some other man just told them, you know, build the house for her. But they ain't paid the first note on it. Y'all ain't like this, but I'm telling you, I'm going to be real in this house tonight. Hallelujah. It's easy for others. And I'm not throwing down the van. Just don't take that. I'm not. Hallelujah. But it's easy for others say to do this. And others say that. When you're the one that's got to come up with the goods. When you're the one that's going to be responsible. When everybody else get ready to get mad and depressed about it, leave. But you're the one that's got to stay in, stay for the fight. You're the got to stay the endurance until the end. You don't have any place to go. Well, I wouldn't expect to say none of this tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we got to know that we have the voice of God. And walking in the, in the manner and the way that he wants us to do it. So let me get back to this. The power of prayer. Amen. It's never really... It's never overrated. It's really, it's not. So he's, as we watch this, and we read about Herod, amen, Agrippa the first, the king, 
that the Bible said that he stretched forth his hands to vex the church. That simply means to afflict. That simply means to oppress. That simply means to torment. <laughs> Amen. And really, I don't think Agrippa really didn't. He may not have understood the fullness of it. He was after one thing, to please the Jews. Because he was after territories. He was after recognition. He was after his own ego. He was after his own kingdom. He's after his own recognition. He was following his great-grandfather. He wanted territories and he wanted the blessing of the Jews. He wanted them to like him. He wanted them to back him up. And he was willing to do whatever he could. Amen. To see this happen. But when you rise up against the church, when you rise up against the church of the living God when you start attacking amen those that are called and an order of God and precious and certain ones of the temple of God and you start using them amen for your, for your glory for your fulfilling of your purpose I'm telling you, you can't use a preacher, amen, like a spare tire. Amen. When you've done whatever you want to do and go wherever you want to and think your preacher just got to come in and snatch you I beg the difference with you well preach those little bit tonight honey Hallelujah. But if we'll live right, we'll do right. I'm going to tell you something. Peter had not done one thing to deserve a man to be cast into this prison. A man to be cast into this dungeon. He had simply obeyed God and obeyed what God had told him to do and preached what God had told him to preach. But here he is. Because <laughs> there was a king, a man, a heretic that wanted to rise up against him and rise up against the church. That second verse says, amen, without hesitation, without much thinking about it. He goes out and beheads James, the son of one of the sons of thunder. One of the sons that Jesus had prophesied to him when his mother came with him, requesting to put them on one side or the other of Jesus in the kingdom to come. And Jesus says, well, can you receive the baptism that I got? Can you drink from the cup that I drink from? And they said, oh, yes, we can. And he says, and you are. And so here is James drinking of that cup. Hallelujah. Here is James. Amen. Fulfilling what he had prophesied about. He's drinking from that cup. I just wonder tonight, are we really, really, really willing, amen, to drink from the cup? Are we really, really, amen, ready, amen, to put up the fight? Are we really ready, amen, to dissim the body and the mind and the soul to get into a realm, a place of revival? I believe revival can break out in this community. The field won't be no problem. The building won't be no problem. $2.5 billion won't be no problem. But you and I got to get activated in the power of prayer. Amen. Prayer changes everything about us. It changes our attitude about church. It changes our attitude about one another. It changes our attitude about ourselves. It changes our attitude about the devil and the powers of the devil. We find out he ain't got as much a big deal as he thinks he's got. That ain't all. It'll change our attitude and our spirit about our flesh. Amen. And not to let it rule and reign and dominate our lives. You and I have got to make up in our minds. My mind don't belong to this world. I'm not a debtor to this world. When it's all said and done, I'm not a debtor to my family. Not to compromise the gospel for them. Not to compromise the kingdom for them. Amen. So they can have more materialistic things. Now I've changed my prayer a little bit this week. Maybe God smote at me a little bit. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Amen. It seems like I talk a lot against about not being millionaires. But I told God this week. I said, God, if some of them can handle it, give it to them. <laughs> but if they can't, <laughs> I want the soul saved. 
Amen. If we have to live from day to day and from paycheck to paycheck. If we have to walk to church or if we drive a $250,000 automobile. If we live in a travel trailer or a hut or a cardboard box. Amen. When that moment comes, when that hour comes, where the top of God sounds, honey, you're going to be thankful. Amen. You made it at whatever it costs you to make it. Whatever you had to lay down. Whatever you had to forsake. It's going to be worth it, honey. It's going to be worth it in that moment. It won't take eternity to persuade you. I said it won't take eternity to persuade you. I'll tell you in that moment, you got to be convinced. It was worth the battle. And right the opposite. Right the opposite in that moment. There's going to be such a regret that I didn't pay the dues. That I didn't submit myself. That I didn't put obedience in me. That I didn't let the real things of God, hallelujah, be activated in my life. Hallelujah, because it really wasn't that big a deal after all. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Man, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but God help us. Killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then there was the unleavened bread, the Passover, unleavened bread. It actually, it actually wraps up about eight days all said and done. For the Passover is a 24-hour deal. Then you got seven days. And so now they had thrown him in a dungeon. And now the church has got The Bible doesn't say when they started praying. Not sure when. But word had got out now. Word they got across across the airways and the villages and the street corners. Amen. You know, we took James. Man, and some of them said they beheaded him. Maybe, I don't know. They took him, to, killed him by the sword. Hello, you can be killed by the sword. You can job, you can kill you. Cut your head off. I don't know what they'd done. But they killed him. Killed him by the sword. And they said they knew that Herod meant business when they took Peter now. Because he wanted to please the Jews. Hallelujah. He wanted, he wanted their blessings in his life. And so here he is. He takes him and he puts him in the dungeon. He puts him, amen, in the prison. Could it be the same prison that Peter was in in Acts the 5th chapter? Amen. Maybe Peter was in the same cell. He said, I've been here before. I've experienced this just a few months back or years back. Hallelujah. I've been here before. And you know what? The God that I served, he made a way then. I just believe he'll make a way now. That's the reason he could sleep when others couldn't sleep. Hallelujah. Them old guards is being chained to him. Them old guards were shackled to him. Maybe they'd rather be back at home in their recliner. Maybe they'd rather be back in their king size bed. Hallelujah. But there they were shackled to a, a preacher of all people. Man, it's one God preachers. They're so crazy anyway. They speak in tongues. They shout. They run up and down in our streets. They act like they drunk, but they don't drink no wine. But they do drink wine. Hallelujah. It's called a new wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're they some of the most oddest people I ever come encounter with. But there's something about them. But there's something about them. There's something about them. And it's not just an outward appearance, honey. It's what flows out of them. It's what flows out of them. It's the way they walk. It's the way they talk. It's the way they live. Hallelujah. It's the life of God that's in them. So as you watch him here, amen, when he had apprehended him and placed him in the prison, delivered him to the four quadrants of soldiers to keep them. That's 16, actually. If you figure it out, 16 of them to make sure. Amen. It's going to go on a little later. We know that he's shackled too. Got others at the gates watching him make sure. Amen. That he doesn't get, he doesn't get, he doesn't escape. Amen. It's the, the fifth verse, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer. But prayer, 
I'm going to get my wife and them to sing that song here tonight. But prayer, amen. Amen. Shackled in a bed. Amen. I don't know the name of the song. The bed is laying in the, the power of prayer, I believe it is. Hallelujah. The power of prayer. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, church, we need to get that, that get a hold of our minds and a hold of our spirits. I'm telling you, the enemy's trying to attack them. Amen. He's trying to attack our children. He's trying to attack our babies. He's trying to attack our families. He's trying to attack an individual's view. But I'm going to tell you what. You get me a praying church to get to praying. Hallelujah. He can attack all he wants to. You can take the most power an authority panel, amen, in the city. Amen, can rise up against a church. But I'm serving a God. I don't care if it's the president of the United States of America. It calls all the Marine and Navy in, honey. I'm serving a God when he gets ready to liberate us and deliver us. He's going to set us free. So when you begin to watch, this begin to unfold. And when Herod, amen, would have brought him forth, the Bible says the same night. I don't know. It might have been the seventh night. Or the eighth. I'm not sure how long he waited after the feast. I'm sure not long though. <laughs> but the same night the devil thought. Hey man, I'm going to cut their head off. The same night thought that they were trying to persuade you. I got you. Trying to persuade you. Hallelujah. This is your last night. Amen. It's going to be death in the morning. You might as well throw in the towel. You ain't got no business going to church anymore. You ought not pray about, about pray not one more time. Hallelujah. You ought not fast not one more meal. Hallelujah. But you know what? It was the last night. The very night. The very night. Hallelujah. The very moment. Hallelujah. But watch what happens here. Amen. Hallelujah. Brought him forth the same night. But Peter was what? But Peter was what? For sleep between two souls. Hallelujah, he was sleeping. I hope he was snoring so loud. He was rattling them chains. Them soldiers. Oh, I'd be glad when my, my watch is over. I'd be glad when I get unhooked from this preacher. Hey, some in this house may be glad when you get out of this service. But I'll tell you what, you need services like this. You need visitations like this. You need a visitation from the angelic host. You need a visitation from God. You need to wake up in your heart. You need to wake up in your spirit. You need to wake up and, hey, honey, you can win this thing. You can be victorious. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. I tell you, it moves mountains. It moves adversity. It moves the opposition it stops the power of the enemy so here he is <laughs> amen bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison and behold the angel of the Lord came upon him watch this light shined in the prison but it didn't disturb not one guard. They don't have a clue what's going on. One of these mornings you're just going to wake up. You're going to walk out of it. The devil's going to be shot. The world's going to be shot. You're going to be shot. What's praying for you is going to be shot. What has been believing all this time is going to be shocked. I got Bible to back it up just in a minute. Everybody was shocked what God was doing. And he sent an angel down. And only one angel. That's all he needed was one angel to go down there. And then he had to wake up Peter. Come on, Peter, you got to wake up, man. But you know what? He didn't, get, he didn't really get awake. Watch what he says. 
Now, folks, if you'll just help me just a little bit here. I'm not going to be too long here. Amen. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up. It's almost saying like Peter, like the angel had to raise him up. I mean, have you ever been in one of them dead sleeps? All of a sudden, you know, somebody tries to wake you up. You get up, but you're not up. You're awake. Yeah, but no. Hallelujah. Where am I at? Am I dreaming? What's going on? What's unfolding here? Hallelujah. What's transpiring? So you watch this unfold and you can be seated if you like. Amen. And so he raised him up quickly and he's changed him. And he's changed. Done what? They fell off from what? His hands. Hallelujah. God, I'll tell you what. God wants to send his presence in this house. God wants to send his angels in this house. God wants to break some chains. Amen. Off your Hallelujah, God. God wants to take some weights and some burdens out of your heart and some weights and burdens out of your spirit and some weights and burdens out of your life. Why are you so worried about your tomorrow? Who's been keeping you so far? Who's done been fighting your battles? Who's done brought you back this place tonight? I tell you, the devil had his way. You wouldn't be here tonight, but the devil's not having his way, honey. We got a God that's in this battle. We got a Lord of all that's working on our behalf. Would you watch him here now? Man, I ain't going to tell you to be seated no more. You do what you want to. Praise God. Angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Now, you know what? Get your clothes on, man. Get your shoes on. Get your, We're going somewhere. I don't know what all Peter could really behold. But it's a good possibility to look down there. Them two soldiers just laying there like they were in some kind of coma or something, you know. Man, they're out. My mouth is wide open. Drew was running down both sides. Earthquake couldn't wake you boys up. God's got you asleep. You didn't get that. God could put your enemy asleep any moment he gets ready. God can silence your enemy any time he gets God can, yeah, they make can stop those lies and those forces of evil any time he gets ready. He can put them asleep. You don't have to worry about just sleeping now. We ain't sleeping out like some teenager out of No. Man, we're going to get up. We ain't got to slip out of here. I mean, the light didn't. If the light didn't wake them up, anybody likes to sleep in total darkness? If they turn on the light, will it wake you up? Turn the light out. Can't sleep with that light on. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't like a whole lot of light. We got a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. That way we don't shoot the wrong people now. I'm just kidding you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. But i tell you one thing. You know why I put light in there? Hey, man, the angel knew where the preacher's at. My God's not a God of the dark. My God's not a God of the dark. And he ain't afraid to do things in the light. I said that he ain't afraid to do things in the light. So all the world can see it. So hell can see it. So the devil can see it. All of his demons can see it. That's the only reason he doesn't like So that bunch of naysayers. That bunch of unbelievers. And those that never really got on board. I just wonder what they're going to think. 
When he drive by, what's that big building out there? What's that building for? Just wonder what they're going to think. Whenever Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Amen. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, four-day week. Yeah, yeah we're going four-day week. Hallelujah. School, four days. We can teach them more in four days than what they can. Well, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You know what? One thing that kind of geared me up a little bit. Amen. Whenever that brother was here, Brother Jake was here the other day and talking about 2.4 million over there in Lebanon. I told God, I said, God, if you give them 2.4 million in Lebanon, you can definitely give us 2.4 million. Amen. In Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. You can open up the windows and the doors of heaven. And amen. And pour out your blessings. Hallelujah. You move and we believe in you in this house. But we got to believe in the powers of an angelic coach. We got to believe in a power that will walk on our eyes and help us and let the light shine upon it. So one of the first things you see when that angel comes in there, light. Now it's chains. They just, they just fall off. Peter didn't, he didn't wrestle with them. He didn't have to find the guard and find the key. Quit trying to do it man's way. Just let God do it. And when God gets ready to do it, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll come off. It'll release You'll find deliverance. You won't have to ask nobody. Amen. You know what? The next morning, Peter didn't have to wake up Mama. Amen. Mama, did they really set me free or was I just dreaming? Now, before he gets there, we're going to get to it. Amen. He questioned himself. He thought he was in a vision. Hallelujah. He thought he was. Amen. Until what happens? And so the Peter said, I mean, the angel says to do what? Follow me. We need some good followers. I got enough that knows how to get ahead and tell everybody else what to do. I need some followers. I got enough that's got their own ideas and opinions and everything else and they don't go their way. They're not willing to follow any longer. Come on, we got to conquer that spirit. We got to overcome that power. We got to get to the place, God, your will. God, your will. I don't care who comes up with the ideal. I don't care who comes up and, and how you bless them, how you operate through them. God, that's your business. I'm going to go somewhere with that. In fact, let me just jump a little forward with David, with Saul. Amen. That was one of the biggest mistakes that Saul made. Amen. Whenever they begin to talk about David, begin to sing about him, the thousand, the ten thousand. And from that moment, amen, Saul began to eye David differently. Amen. When he heard what they were singing and jealousy... You can't let jealousy get a hold of you. You let God bless over who he wants to bless. You let God anoint over who he wants to anoint. You let God bring it about the way he wants to bring it about. If he wants to bring a nobody out of a no wood place. Amen. And put this place to bring it all about. That's God's business. It's not mine. Hallelujah. It's God's business. And I'm just going to trust and believe in God. That God will do it his way. Because it's all about him anyway. It's not about me. It's not about my flesh. It's all about the power of God. And letting God be God. And let him do it in his season. At time that he sees fit. <laughs> An angel began to tell him, he said, follow me. Amen. And sure enough, the Bible says he walked past the first ward. And then the second one. You know, Peter probably wasn't really good awake here. But if he had a man, I mean, just being Peter, you know. I just can't help but believe he'd have, he'd have went. Ah. 
if I have time, one of the first things I might do on my way up. Hey, goody good devil, you didn't get me. You tried your best, but you weren't successful. You tried every method you could to depress us and rob us and defeat us, but you're not successful. We got to make it. We got to make it. We got to make it. Goody, 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 goody. Telling you, we had it there. We just got to get our minds made up. We're going. We're going. We're going. We may have to crawl sometimes. We may have to walk sometimes. And we may have to run sometimes. But the helping hand of God lead us and direct us. We're going to make it. He moves on from that. Amen. Bible says in the ninth verse, he went out and followed him and wist or knew not that it was true, which was done by the angel. But thought he saw a vision. Man, he's just visualizing himself. You ever visualize yourself doing something for God? The other half of you need to start doing it. Brother Lee Stone King said, you got to see it before they can see it. He talks about time of praying for individuals. Crippled and lamed. And said in his own mind's eye and heart and faith, he saw them walking. And then he went and prayed for him. You got to see it before then. Okay? If you don't have no vision, what's going to happen to you? If you don't have no vision for yourself and for the local assembly that you're at, you're going to perish. You've got, you got to get a vision. Not to fulfill your own, your own passions and your own affections and get it your way. You've got to get a vision. I want to do it God's way. I want to do it what glorifies His name. What fulfills His purpose. Amen. We came on purpose tonight. We didn't just accidentally walk into this place. No, we came on purpose. And we came on purpose to have a move of God. We came on purpose to see miracles. We came on purpose to see the power and the results of Prayer being made. Hallelujah. I can tell right now I'm not going to. I probably won't get to David. We'll see though. Amen. When they were past the first of the second ward. They came to what? Iron gate. Uh, that leadeth to the city. The iron gate. And you know what? That gate just opens of its own accord. I can just see that wine old sitting out there. He's sitting outside and he's been wanting to get in. He's done, done hocus pocus and all this other stuff and nobody moving, nobody opened the gate. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden, it's an iron gate. It's got to have iron hinges. It's an iron gate, it's heavy. Changes are, it hadn't been oil lately. That's what you call faith. Faith is the hinges that opens the door. Faith is the hinges that open the door. Without hope and faith, amen, the door's not going to open. Without a vision, it's not going to open. But if you start getting a vision, amen, and you start applying hope to it, and then you are anointed with the faith, hallelujah, to start applying prayer with it, and believing and worshiping and magnifying God, all of a sudden you're going to start hearing in the middle of the night. I hear it opening. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear a rubbling, amen, in the mulberry bushes. I hear a quickening in the mountains. I hear a stirring in the waters. I hear a move of my almighty God. Hallelujah, moving upon our hive and sending angels to the powers thereof. The Lord of hosts is fighting our battles. Amen. 
and it led to the state which opened of its own accord and they went out passed on through one street and forthwith an angel departed from him and when Peter coming you know the rest of the story about the dancer but I want to go to the 20th verse amen I'm going to go to the 20th verse and listen to this amen after all that unfolded you know what took place and the prayers it made and Herod was highly displeased with that of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him. Let me back up one verse. When Herod had sought for him and found him not. Listen to it. When God fights your battle. When God does the delivering. You ain't got to worry about coming out of that situation. Looking over your shoulder. To see whether or not the enemy is going to catch up. God knows how to arrange things and put things in perspective. And fight battles and take care of your enemy. And you don't have to dirty up your sword. You don't have to use your 9 millimeter. You don't have to use any of that. You just let God work it out the way he sees best. And so as you watch the latter part of this chapter, as he's going to wind up dying like his old great-grandfather, amen, did you watch him here now? Amen, as the Bible talks about in that, in that verse, because they tried to find Peter and examine the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down, amen, to Judea and Caesarea, and there abode he left Judea and went to Caesarea. And so now he's on the incline. He's got to go. He's got to leave. And Herod was highly displeased. And the verses go on. It talks about the chain. And then upon the set day, Herod arrayed himself in royal apparel. If you read a commentary on that, they say that he dressed himself. And in that robe, there was silver and all that was intertwined into that robe. And early in the morning, he comes into this cathedral. A man where they're having games and things of this nature taking place. And as he comes in, the sun's coming up and reflects off of him. It's like a light and a glow that flows out of him and men and those around him begin to say hey we've been saying the wrong things about you just being a man you're a god you're a god and they begin to elevate him and lift him up and the people gave a great shout saying it is a voice of a god and not a man and immediately immediately who showed up immediately who came on the scene immediately who took on the battle Peter didn't have to show up Peter didn't have to pull no sword hallelujah he didn't have to cut his ear off he didn't have to do any of that because God had an angel that was going to take care of this. And so God, immediately the angel of the Lord, smoked him because he gave God, God the glory. And he was, he was eating of worms and gave up the ghost. And the word of the Lord grew and multiplied. Hey amen. I want to tell you something. It's a dangerous thing to rise up against the church. It's a dangerous thing, amen, to fix the church. When you start trying to stop the kingdom of God and the will of God, you put yourself in a dangerous place. And when God gets ready, he can send an angel. You know how all this took place? Since the more y'all come. You know how all this took place? The, the power of prayer. So we stand in this house tonight. I don't know how long. I don't know if they started on the first night. And they spent some seven nights and days without ceasing. Praying and calling on God. Calling on the Lord. Amen. You know how he come out of there. And then he went and knocks on the door. Because prayer was being made at Mary's house. And Rhoda comes up there and hears his voice. But don't open the door. Because she was astounded. Because she was shocked. It's amazing to me. Peter was astounded. The dancer was astounded. Rhoda was astounded. The people praying was astounded. Hallelujah. Could it be before this thing is over with. Some of us is going to be astounded. Of what God really does. What the power of God and the angel.
and the coast as he brings delivery into our hearts, as he brings delivery into our spirit. I tell you, God's fighting our battles when we pray and, in, and intercede to the throne room of God. I tell you, the devil's looking for avenues, but they're not going to work. You know why? The Bible says the weapons formed against us shall not prosper. They're not going to prosper. Amen. In this house tonight, if you believe and put your trust in God, Amen. And put your confidence in the Lord. Amen. This God, He knows what He's doing to bring us out. That's the reason it's so important. That prayer life, that consistency, that steadfastness. Amen. I'm going to spend some time with you, God. There's going to be some times I may not feel an ounce of nothing, but I'm going to just keep on praying. I'm just going to keep on believing. Because as they sing this song tonight, you could come if you like or stay where you're at. That's what I'm talking about, man. Be Johnny on the spot here. Amen. They're dragging, aren't they? Hallelujah. Amen. As we make our way up here tonight, power in prayer. Power. Power. Wonder working power. Listen to this song tonight. God bless you. Somewhere, somebody is praying tonight. Our loved ones who have wandered away. away from the light. But then faith, it reaches heaven. And God is aware. And forever he changed. For what moment of prayer? Oh, there's power in prayer. Power to spare. All that you'll ever need is waiting right there. A few words, a child's face is goodbye. That is peril and so pain. Much, so much pain. Why the doctors, the doctors they've all tried everything. Tried it all. And all hope, all it hope just seemed in vain. Oh. oh, but wait, Woo. there's someone praying in the midst of the gloom. And all at once, that great position, he why he stepped into <laughs> the room. Oh, there's power in prayer. There's power, power to say all that you'll ever need. Oh, yes, it's waiting, it's waiting right there. A few words, a child's face, goodbye, despair. Oh, there's power, so much power. 
waiting, waiting right there. A few words that child say is this goodbye. This goodbye. Somebody lifts us their voice. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Amen. When you bow your knees and you lift your voice and you cry out to this God, it may take days sometimes, and it may take seven nights, and it may be the last night, but he won't be too late, and he will not fail us. If we'll just pray, if we'll just pray, don't go weary and well-doing. Amen. Let's hold on. Let's believe God in this house tonight. Don't forget Friday night for those that would like to go youth rally at Brother Barnes. Man, I think it's 7.30. Anybody know? I think it starts at 7.30. I'm sure most of the time it does. Amen. So, Brother Phillips will be preaching for him. All that like to go, the van's going. All the youth, those that like to go, be a part of it. Amen. Some of the others, I was going to get with you, Brother Ford. If, if you wasn't going, you're going to stay. What you going to do? We'll see. Amen. So if most of you plan to go, whatever. Okay. Then that's following Friday night, March the 8th. Got men's conference at Brother Kerry Sanfordson. So, Kerry Sanfordson. Amen. For Brother Ted Strain's church at Kerry, Kerea. So let's, if anybody would like to go, got some great speakers going to be a part of that. Okay. All right. Any other announcements? Ladies, sign up sheet in the back. Am I right? Okay. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.